Well, good, morning. good morning. Is everyone excited to be here? Yes. All right. We, we got one at least. So we'll start there. Um, I'm going to put in a quick plug. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed our Sunday school lesson this morning. And for those of you who haven't been to Sunday school in the last two weeks, Brother Jared is teaching a wonderful lesson on how we can be the salt of the earth. So it's a two of three part series. So if you've missed the first two weeks, the best is yet to come. So, but wait, there's more. So if you haven't come to Sunday school, um, we've been so blessed the last couple of weeks. I highly encourage next week that you show up early and that you're here. Brother Jared teased the fact that why did the Lord choose salt and not cannolis? Or cinnamon. So I don't know the answer to that question, so I'm going to be here next week so I don't miss it. And I encourage the rest of us to be here as well. And along those lines, you know, thinking about the questions that Brother Jared's been asking, I have a question for you today. And I want to know what you're holding on to in your life. And I'm going to start with a story that a lot of us know. And I want to dig into some more scriptures to talk about in a little more detail. And it's found in the book of Mark in the 10th chapter, 17th verse, if you want to follow along. And it says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. So Lord, I got it. So I have the law of Moses in front of me. I know I'm supposed to be a good person. I know I'm not supposed to cheat or steal. I go to synagogue, I show up, I'm doing these things, right? I'm doing okay. So the Lord's given him this list of things to do. Thanks for the reminder. Now I can wander a little more. Um, Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said to him, Master, all these things I observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him. You know, think about no matter where you're at today, whether you felt you've checked all the boxes, you're hitting a home run, you got it all right, or if you feel your life is upside down this morning, it, this verse Stop right there. Jesus Christ loves you. Period. End of story. Before we go any further. So Jesus loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And so I was reading this verse this week, and I've read this scripture over and over again. I've heard sermons on this scripture over and over again. And there was one verse that stuck out in me this week. 
where the Lord asks him to take up your cross and follow me. And what does that mean to you today? You know, I think we sometimes view this verse through our day and age, and we say, well, well, it's my cross to bear. And we kind of take that approach on it. And, you know, that wasn't the language of the day. You know, there was no hashtag, hashtag blessed back then. So the vernacular of the time was different. So when, we, when Christ says this, it's not, well, I have this cross to bear. I have this sickness in my life that the Lord's given me that I need to hold. Or I have, you know, a sick family member that lives in our house and, you know, we have to bear that burden. Or, you know, I have this affliction in my life. I have this illness and God's given me this that I need to live with. That's not what Christ is talking about in this verse. And you see, the cross at this time was a horrible, horrible thing. And Jesus Christ was not the first person crucified. This was not a novel way to die in this day and age. The Romans, under their rule, it was a horrible, horrible way to torture men and women. And just like Christ, the problem with the cross is if you were going to be crucified, you were the one carrying that. So literally, when Christ says, take up your cross, he is talking to you and I today that are you willing to follow me to death? So you see, the scripture is a little deeper than I think we sometimes view it through in our eyes. So Christ is asking us, are you willing to do everything for me? And he asks this man. And sadly, he turns and he walks away. Because he wasn't able in his life to give up all that we had. And we even talked about that in Sunday school this morning. Where we talked about this group where God said, go. And there were the stragglers who didn't want to. And they were looking back and wanting something, desiring something of that past life. But when Jesus comes into our lives, when Jesus Christ transforms us and makes us new, all of our old habits, all of our desires need to change. We need less of us and more of him in our life. And this is really the difficult thing. Because we all come into life and our flesh is we're solving for us. We try to minimize pain or we try to get the best grade in school. We want to be the best at work. We want to have the best job, the biggest house, the fanciest car. And we have all of these things in our lives that directly benefit us. But you see, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, when he says, take up your cross and follow me, is all of those desires we have to let go of in order for him to work in our lives. That if the Lord Jesus Christ inspires you to move to the reservation and leave your job and leave everything that you are comfortable with, can you do it? If the Lord Jesus Christ inspires you to leave the faith of your old family and come to the church of Jesus Christ, are we willing to do that? You see, part of my family had that. Is we had 
you know, years and generations going to a different church. And it was a decision that you have to make. And it's now different. And how does Christmas work and New Year's and when you get together with family? And how does that relationship work? You see, but it's for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When he inspires you, we must be able to move in that direction. And I think sometimes this becomes very difficult for us to do. Because we don't like being uncomfortable. We like it when it's all roses and we ask each other how the weather is and we don't go any deeper with each other. But that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we need to constantly deny ourselves, that we would be fully reliant on his spirit, that he would guide us in every aspect in our lives. So today, are you willing, are you open to the fact that you would die for Jesus Christ? And we live in a country where, thank God, we don't have to make that decision on a regular basis. But if you go online and you look at all the different countries where it is against the law to be a Christian, it is against the law for us as a church to go in and actively convert people under the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, so we have it very good here. But on a daily basis, we become distracted. Where we may not be persecuted for our beliefs, but we're distracted from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to get into a little bit as well. We say we need to get to a point where we can give up everything. But how do we do that, really? How do we have the faith when God moves in our lives that we say, yes, Lord, I'm going no matter what. At any cost, my job, my family, I will go if you tell me. I want to talk about that today. Matthew, the 16th chapter. And 25th verse. And he reminds us, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. You know, so here again, the Lord is urging us, your life does not belong to you. It's a loner. It belongs to him. There was a beautiful Christian song that came out this week. And sadly, it comes from a tragedy, and this Christian artist lost his son at the age of 21. And so the name of the song is 21 Years. And he talks about the heartache of losing a child. And imagine, you know, what that is like. You know, for many of us here as parents, you know, that thought is beyond us. You know, the pain, the grief that, might, that could potentially come with that. To me, I can't even comprehend that. And he puts it into words so beautifully on how he's struggling with this grief. But he gets to the end of the song. And he starts to praise the Lord. 
And he says, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful loan. Where he had 21 beautiful years with a child, which he understood was the Lord's. And that's the attitude that we must have, that we need to change from this carnal view of this world that, you know, this is my house. This is my family that I'm in charge of. And our lens needs to change and that we understand that this is, everything belongs to God. That is his family. You've been tasked as a manager to help take care of it in this world. But those little kids who just walked out, those belong to the Lord today. You've been entrusted in watching over them and protecting them here, but they belong to God. Your house, your car, it belongs to him. It's a loner. I hate to break the news to you today. You see, this is the attitude, the mindset that we need to transition to if we want to take up our cross. So where do we go? Hebrews 10, 23. Micah's almost as fast as me. So like I said, it's easy for me to stand up here and tell you, be a better Christian, give everything to the Lord. But how do we do that? What is the crux of walking out of this building today on a new path, on a new relationship with Jesus Christ? Because I, for myself, am not here yet. So the 23rd verse, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. So first and foremost, in order to take up your cross, in order to hold fast to Jesus Christ, we have to, one, have faith in him and belief in him on a daily basis. You see, these are building blocks as the scriptures give us. That you can't run before you can walk. You can't walk before you can crawl. So we have to start at the very basics. So we have to believe in Jesus Christ, in who he is, that he came and he died, and he gives us hope. He gives us hope of salvation. He gives us hope in better things both in this life and after this life. And he goes on. He reminds us that he is faithful, that he promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So number one, it starts inward as respective individuals here. That... I can't be a blessing to Brother Tim unless I start to work on all of my issues on the inside. If I want to be a blessing to him, I need to, one, have a stronger faith in my life. That I and myself need to rely more on Jesus Christ. 
And as I do that, then he makes the point that now we start to outreach. Now we become a blessing to other people around us. Now we can stand up and testify. Now we can go out and give our testimony outside these walls. Now we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our friends and with our family. But if you never had the faith to begin with, you can't make this next step. And I love the, the way that he, it's written here, provoke each other to good works. It is infectious when you serve God. I don't know if you felt it when we had our clothing drive a couple of weeks ago. The feeling that we had in this branch on Sunday morning. There was a buzz in our congregation as people were having breakfast and a snack and we were talking. There was a buzz in our congregation. Not because we were having a special presentation, not because we were having, we were bringing cannolis, right, Brother Jared? Not because there was a snack. It was because we went out and we served the Lord. We gave to those in need. And because of that, we were, we were excited. That was the gospel in action. Because we wanted to help other people. And Jesus Christ says, when you help the least of these, you have done it unto me. How beautiful is that? So by you taking the initiative, everyone else in this congregation was blessed, number one. By you taking the initiative, people in this neighborhood were blessed because they had food and they had clothing that they didn't have before that weekend. It was infectious. That's what the gospel was. We preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in its most simplest terms. We showed the love of God to the world around us. Period. So we need to have faith. We need to serve the Lord together, which brings us to his next point. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You see, the Lord wants you here this morning. He wants you here for that beautiful Sunday school message, part three coming next week. The Lord wants you here on Wednesday nights. You know, we had a young people's group on Friday night. The Lord wants us around each other. You know, Bethany and I went home. We were driving home together, and we were talking about what we found out about our brothers and sisters. And I felt closer to them just in the short one-hour interaction that we had talking about Scripture and the Word of God. You see, we're not going to get that unless we're around each other. So there is an importance to the Lord setting up his church so that we would be together to grow. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah, Brother Tony's not here, but he talks about this conveyor belt of life that we're all on. Yeah, we don't want to miss this opportunity to realize how much God has done for us in our lives. We don't want to miss the opportunity that we might not be here tomorrow. We don't want to miss the day where we can ask for our baptism. We don't want to miss the day where if we're out of fellowship, we can ask for the Lord to be restored. We don't want to miss the day to repent of our sins because we don't know what tomorrow brings. So this is the importance, as Paul writes in Hebrews, that 
We have to start with ourselves, and there's this progression of people around us, our church family, working together to perfect all of us. So if we want to hold fast to the profession of our faith, how do we do that? We'll switch books. First Nephi, 11th chapter, 25th verse. And I love this is Nephi's father, Lehi, was given a dream. And the Lord goes through this wonderful dream and Lehi relates it to his family. And Nephi, his son, has this wonderful spirit where he wants to know what everything he talks about means. So he prays to the Lord and the Lord answers him. And he sees something in this dream called the rod of iron. He says, well, what is that? And in the 25th verse, it says, It came to pass that I beheld the rod of iron, which my father had seen, was the word of God. So when I ask you what you're holding on to today, are you holding on to all these things of the world? Or as in Hebrew says, are you holding on to the profession of your faith? Are you holding on to the belief of Jesus Christ? One step further, what strengthens that this morning? Are you holding on to the rod of iron? Because the rod of iron was the word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters, or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. You see, so going back to our first verse, you know, this rich young ruler, he was standing on the outside, not ready to give everything up because he was missing what the love of God felt like. You see, we get these natural sensations of what it, the joy that it comes with getting a raise. We get these natural sensations of being first in your class. These natural sensations of you doing your best work but it fails in comparison to the love of God. It pales in comparison to the blessings that I felt in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, when God blesses you with a dream or with a vision, that feeling of joy is greater than anything you will feel in this natural life. Guaranteed. But we're deceived, just like this young ruler was that everything in this world is so much better and we will do anything for that but we won't for Jesus Christ I was talking with someone this morning we'll drive for 30 hours straight in, in our job but we sure won't come to church for 30 hours right so we make all these sacrifices for our natural job but when it comes to Jesus Christ, I'm not picking on you because I've done the same thing. Um, so we make all these natural sacrifices for these things of the earth, but we don't dare come near that for God. Well, Lord, it's a lot to give up that extra 30 minutes of sleep to make it to Sunday school. I'm sorry. And I'm guilty of that because I was late last week to Sunday school. So I'm not picking on anyone today because this is all inward reflection, okay? 
So we make these, you know, I don't want to fast today because I get kind of grumpy when I'm hungry. Or I don't want to read the scripture today because I'm kind of tired. You see, but we had no problem giving those things up to try to get ahead at work, to try to get ahead in school. You see, our attitude must change to truly take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. We have to have a completely different perspective. Less of you and more of him. Skipping up to the 15th chapter in 1 Nephi. So the Johnny come lately is now the rest of the family wants to know what this dream means. And Nephi expounds to them and he says, And they said unto me, What meaneth the rod of iron which our father saw? 23rd verse. That led to the tree. 24. And I said unto them that it was the word of God, and whoso would hearken unto the word of God, that would hold fast unto it, they would never perish. Neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them unto blindness and lead them away to destruction. See, to take up our cross, we sometimes get so far ahead of ourselves to get to that point. That if you want more of Jesus in your life, It starts very simply. It starts with the Word of God. That we need to be in the Word of God daily. Reading it. Because it is food to our soul, but also will prevent us from getting drawn away and distracted. It will prevent us from, from sin. Where if we're reading, we know, as it talks about in Moroni, good from evil is black is from white. So we have this roadmap for our lives that's sitting right before us. Half of us, it's attached at our hip all day long. And if you open it and if you read it, God will bless you. So we can't make excuses because this is next to me all the time. So if I'm in the word of God, if I'm holding fast to it, you see, taking up my cross is a lot easier. And I read verse after verse and scripture after scripture of how God blessed the saints of old. And then we flip over to Hebrews and we see how God blesses us when we come together. And when you stand up and you testify on how God blessed you when you did that as well, I am strengthened. And it becomes infectious in my own life. And I say, Lord, I want more. I want to be better. I want to be like my brother so-and-so on how they prayed and you answered that prayer. I want to be like my brother so-and-so or my sister so-and-so. When they were anointed, they were healed. I want to see those miracles in my life. It all starts with these basic building blocks. That if we want to deny ourselves, if we want to deny these things of the world, we need to put more of Jesus Christ in our lives. So my challenge to us today is when I say, what are you holding on to? I pray today that it is the word of God. When I ask you, what are you holding on to? I pray today that it is your faith in Jesus Christ that it is unwavering. That it is on solid ground today that your faith can move mountains. That your faith wouldn't be distracted by the things of this world.
And when I ask you, what are you holding on to today? I pray today that it's the love of God. That you would never forget what that feels like. That you would never forget how much he loves you and what he would do for you. I pray today that when I ask, what are you holding on to? That your answer would be Jesus. May God bless you today. Buenos dias. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Después de las hermosas palabras que oímos de nuestro hermano, after the beautiful words of our brother that we heard, se le llena uno su corazón de, de esperanza. Your heart is full of hope. Eh, nosotros estamos bajo bajo la esperanza del Señor Jesucristo. We're under the hope of Jesus Christ. Llevar la, la cruz de Cristo a es, es a veces dolor. Uh, sometimes carrying the cross of Christ is painful. Es not easy llevar la cruz de Cristo. Es, no, no es fácil. It's not easy. Tenemos a veces pruebas y perdemos a gentes que amamos. Some, sometimes we have trials. Sometimes we lose loved ones. Eh, yo me siento gozoso de estar aquí con ustedes. I feel very joyful to be here with you all. Pero me siento triste por las pérdidas que tenemos de nuestros hermanos. But sometimes we, I feel sad for the losses of our brothers and sisters that we have. En dos semanas murieron dos dos hermanos jóvenes en Tijuana. For example, in Mexico and Tijuana, two young sisters died recently. Y son cosas que nos duele a nosotros en nuestro corazón. That hurts our heart. Eh, nuestra hermana Lidia parece que falleció y, y la hermana era puro amor para nosotros. There was a sister, sister Lydia, she was pure love and she passed away recently. Ella siempre demostró mucho amor para nosotros. She always showed us a lot of love. Así que no, no es fácil llevar la, la cruz de Cristo. It's not easy to carry the cross of Christ. Pero sabemos que Él nos da la, la fuerza para seguir. But He gives us the strength to continue. Voy a leer un poquito. I'm going to read a little bit. Cuando me subo aquí a este lugar, me tiemblo todo. When I come up in front, I shake all over. Eh, siempre me voy a acordar que el hermano Joe, cuando me levantó la primera vez, me dijo, tienes 10 minutos para hablar. Well, oh, I remember the first time that Brother Joe called me up to talk, he said, you have 10 minutes to talk. Y yo le dije, 5 minutos said, es mucho para mí. I said, 5, that's plenty for me. Es, no, es, no es fácil, pero aquí estamos, gracias a Dios. Here we are, thank God. Acerca de lo que mi hermano habló. Regarding what my brother spoke about. Las, las hermosas palabras que dijo. Y lo que quiero decir es que no es fácil llevar las cosas de Dios a veces. Eh, a veces perdemos muchas cosas. Eh, yo recuerdo a Job. I'm reminded about Job. Él para, para seguir a Dios, para servirle a Dios. To, in order to serve God and follow God. Él tuvo que perder todo. He had to lose everything. Hasta su salud. Uh, even his health. Él fue muy enfermo. He was very sick. Muy enfermo a causa de que, de que lo, lo agarró el demonio y lo, lo tentó. Lo, he, was, lo probó. There was very, he was very sick because the devil was trying to test him and to shake him. Eh, 
Pero tenemos palabras y escrituras de consuelo para nosotros. But we have words of consolation and encouragement for us in the scriptures. Eh, dice en uh, Isaiah en, en Isaías 40, 40 verse 30 dice, verse él, 29. Él da esfuerzo alcanzado. He gives strength to the tired. Y multiplica las fuerzas. And he multiplies the strength al que no tiene nada. For him that doesn't have any strength. Dice, los muchachos se fatigan. And he says, the young men shall utterly, the youth shall faint and be weary. This, uh, es 30, Turi? Sí. Ajá. En Turi 1. Dice, pero los que esperan en Jehová. But those that wait upon the Lord. Tendrán nuevas fuerzas. They shall renew their strength. Levantarán alas como las águilas. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Y correrán y no se cansarán. They shall run and not be weary. Caminarán y no se fatigarán. They shall walk and not faint. Nosotros vivimos bajo la esperanza de que Dios siempre está con nosotros y nos ayuda. We live under the hope that, that God is always with us and will always help us. Nosotros vemos que en el mundo hay pestes y, y cosas feas. Uh, uh, por ejemplo, ahorita la gente anda espantada. We see that in the world there are things like um, these diseases and um, sicknesses like this flu scare que that porque, everyone's worried about. Que porque salió un nuevo virus. The new virus that came out. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Sida. Uh, AIDS. Y muchas otras cosas. Many things. Pero eso no tiene que estar con nosotros. We don't have to worry about those things. No tiene que estar con nosotros. Si tenemos fe. We have faith. Y seguimos a Dios. And we follow the Lord. No nos va a pasar nada. Nothing's going to happen to us. Y si Dios nos llama a nosotros. If God calls us. Es para gozo. It's for joy. No tenemos de qué espantarnos. We don't have to be scared. Pero debemos de estar libres de las pestes destructoras. Tenemos que estar libres de, de todas las pestes que hay en la tierra. Uh, we should be free from all of these um, sicknesses and uh, dice en eh, me gusta mucho leer en, en Salmos en Psalms uh, eh, Salmos ahora verán Salmo 91 91st Psalm dice en Salmo 103 uh, 103rd Psalm dice el, el hombre como la hierba son sus días Uh, the man is like the, the grass of the earth. Florece como la flor del campo. It is, it sprouts flowers like the flowers in the, in the field. Dice, pero perece. But it all wastes away. Y su lugar no lo conoce más. And it disappears. Dice, mas la misericordia del Señor. But the mercy of God. Dice, el hombre como la hierba son sus días. Okay, here it is. Psalm 103.15. As for, as for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. Que pasó el viento por ella y pereció. For the wind passed over it, and it is gone. Y su lugar no lo conoce más. And the place thereof shall know it no more. Pero dice el 17. Mas la misericordia de Jehová es desde la eternidad hasta la eternidad sobre los que le temen. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Y su justicia 
sobre los hijos de los hijos. And his righteousness unto the children's children. Así que no tenemos que estar tan preocupados por las pestes destructoras. So uh, we shouldn't be so worried about um, the plagues and destructive plagues and sicknesses. En el Salmo 91 dice, El que habita al abrigo del Altísimo morará bajo la sombra del Omnipotente. And in Psalm 91, first verse, it says, um, ¿Dónde? Aquí. 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. ¿De qué nos preocupamos? What should we worry, what should be worried about then? Si nosotros tenemos a quien demandar nuestras necesidades. If we have someone that we can share our needs with. A veces queremos exigir cosas de más de lo que tenemos. Sometimes we want, we keep, we ought to ask for things from the Lord beyond what we really need. A veces somos inconformes. inconformes. No somos conformes con lo que tenemos. Sometimes we're not satisfied with what we have. Queremos más. We want more. Pero lo que debemos de pedir es más espíritu. But we should ask for more spirit. Para que Dios nos guíe por sendas de justicia, por so, amor de Él. So that God directs us through paths of righteousness. Y ya dijo el, el hermano, llevar la cruz de Cristo. De, de, toma, toma tu cruz y sígueme. So our brother, he, he quoted that we should take up our cross and follow me. So the Lord muy, said. muy hermosas palabras. Beautiful words. Pero no es fácil cargar la cruz, no es fácil. It's not easy. No, no es fácil. El Señor Jesucristo la tuvo que cargar hasta el Monte Calvario y sufrió mucho. In Jesus Christ, he carried it to the Calvary Hill and he suffered a lot. ¿Acaso somos nosotros más que Cristo? Are we more than Christ? I don't think so. <laughs> Tenemos que sufrir. We have to suffer. Y no es fácil tomar la cruz de Cristo. It's not easy to take the cross of Christ. Tenemos que ver muchas cosas que no hemos visto. Ahora ya a veces uh, recibimos consejos de los más jóvenes. Sometimes we receive um, counsel or advice from the younger ones. Yo a veces aprendo cada día de mis hijos. I learn every day from my children. Pero hay veces que nos salimos de las cosas de que la Biblia nos tiene. Se nos olvida a veces que los jóvenes dicen honra a tu padre y a tu madre. But we shouldn't follow the new ways of the world that depart from the word of God. Y como, we need to remember that the word of God says we need to honor our mother and fathers. Y como realmente honramos a nuestro padre y a nuestra madre. How do we honor our mother and father? Es una, una cosa de principio de la Biblia. It's something in the very beginning of the Bible. En los diez mandamientos dice honra a tu padre y a tu madre. In the ten commandments it says honor your mother and father. A veces cuando ya somos viejos nos convertimos en inclusive en hasta estorbos para los hijos. Sometimes when we're old, uh, we become a stumbling block for the young ones. Hay hijos que se afrentan de sus padres. There are young, uh, there are young people that are um, uh, in conflict with their parents. Yo me acuerdo que la caída de Job, un hombre justo. I remember the, about Job, he was a righteous man. La primera noticia que tuvo él. The first no news that he got. Tus hijos han muerto. Your children have died. Estaban en donde? Where were his children? Estaban en una fiesta, en un party. They were in a party. A veces las fiestas es el principio de nuestro fin. So sometimes no, the parties, no those things are the beginning of our end. No sabemos cómo que, que siendo Job justo, su mujer tuvo que decirle, 
muérete, honra a tu Dios y muérete. Yo no te quiero aquí. And even his, uh, his wife told him you should just curse God and die. Y tal vez fue bueno para Job. Porque él no iba a recibir un mal consejo de su mujer. O sea que se, si se la quitó como mujer fue ventaja para él. And then, so maybe it was a good thing that she died too. Because <laughs> <laughs> she gave that advice. Sí, sí. Pues es, yo veo que si mi mujer está en contra de lo de Dios, es malo para mí. If my wife is against God, then it's not good for me. Honra a tu Dios y muérete. She said, uh, uh, what did she say? Curse God and die or honor God and die? Curse God and die. Curse God and die. Yeah. Honra a tu Dios y muérete. Fue ventaja para Job. Se le fue. So she was gone. <laughs> es buena idea. No. Así que a Dios nos guía siempre. Estamos bajo la guía de Dios. So we're always uh, beneath the guidance of the Lord. Desde los principios de nuestra existencia. Dios ha estado con nosotros por medio de la fe. So, by means of faith, God has been with us since the very beginning of our lives. Por la fe y la oración se hace todas las cosas. So, because of faith and prayer, everything is, is done through faith por and prayer. Por la oración, Elías hizo descender fuego. Through prayer, um, uh, Elijah made um, fire come down from heaven. Por fe, Josué logró parar el sol. Through faith, Joshua made the sun stand still. Y Jesucristo por la fe hizo maravillas. And Jesus Christ through faith made miracles. Debemos de orar sin cesar para que seamos llenos de fe. And we should pray without ceasing so that we are full of faith. Y tenemos que sufrir. And we have to suffer. No es fácil llevar la cruz. It's not easy to carry the cross. Recuerden cómo Cristo llevó la cruz. Remember how Jesus Christ carried the cross. Cada vez que mi hermano hablaba acerca de cómo Cristo tomó su cruz. Y de veras, una cosa difícil. I just, when our brother was speaking, I was thinking about how Christ was carrying that cross and it was a difficult thing. Nosotros a veces nos andamos quejando por cualquier dolorcito. Me duele la cabeza. No voy a la iglesia porque me duele el estómago. Sometimes we complain, we complain about the littlest things. Oh, I have a headache. I have a stomachache. I'm not going to go to church. Si voy, se minchan los pies. If, if I go, I have swollen feet. I can't go. Se nos olvida que la salud está aquí. We forget that health is here in the church. No está fuera. It's not outside the church. Nunca. La salud no está en nuestra casa. The, our, our health isn't in our home. Dijo el Señor Jesucristo, sé fiel hasta la muerte. Sé fiel hasta la muerte. So Jesus Christ said, be faithful even unto death. Y yo te daré la corona de la vida eterna. And I will give you the crown of eternal life. Amen. Debemos de estar siempre orando. We should always be praying. El texto más pequeño de la Biblia y más significativo, te lo dije hace rato en la mañana. El, el texto más pequeño de la Biblia dice, orad sin cesar. The very, the, the most brief verse of the Bible that I like to quote is it says pray without ceasing Porque por medio de lo, la, la oración tenemos todo. because through prayer we have everything Sanidad, health consuelo, comfort everything that we need is through prayer A veces nos olvidamos de, sometimes we forget de orar. to pray y, y es bien but it's very important y 
Llevar la cruz de Cristo. And carry the cross of Christ. Toma la cruz y sígueme. Take up your cross and follow me. Muchos pueden decir, eh, voy a tomar la cruz de Cristo y si no tengo obras buenas ni oración, no soy nada. No soy nada. Debemos de tomar la cruz de Cristo con, con esperanza, con, con fe, con amor. So in order to do that, we need prayer, we need, we need um, hope, we need love, and, and we need to remember that we're nothing without the Lord. Y, y dice, dice el Salmo 91, el que habita el abrigo del Altísimo. And it says el 91. In, in the 91st Psalm, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Morará bajo la sombra del omnipotente. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dice, diré yo es esperanza mía y castillo mío, mi Dios en él confiaré. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Si realmente habitamos bajo el abrigo del Altísimo, no, no tenemos a qué temer nada. If we're really uh, abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, we really have nothing to fear. No tenemos a qué temer. We have absolutely nothing Porque estamos bajo el abrigo del Altísimo. Si habitamos bajo el abrigo del Altísimo. Because we are abiding in his shadow. Vamos a ver que gente va y gente viene, pero nosotros estamos bajo la sombra del Omnipotente. People come, people go, but we will remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Así que debemos estar siempre buscando el, el amparo de Dios. So we should always be seeking the uh, comfort of the Lord. Y que Dios nos bendiga God bless you. Cada día y los, Every day. Los amo y disculpen mis cortas palabras. I love you. Forgive my pero, brief words here. Pero yo estoy aquí para aprender. But I'm here to learn. No soy maestro. Not to teach. De, de nada. Soy aprendiz de todo. I'm a, a, ever a student always. Cada vez que vengo a la iglesia aprendo algo. Every time I come to church, I learn something. Cada vez que vengo. Por eso me gusta estar en la iglesia para aprender algo cada so, día. I love coming to church. I learn every time. Y aprendo a cada uno de ustedes. I learn from every one of you. A cada uno de ustedes le, le, le aprendo algo. I learn something. Y que Dios nos bendiga este día. God bless you.